Thank you for joining us for Focus on the Bible with Dr. Freddie Coyle. Freddie is the president of Focus Evangelistic Ministries based in Danielsville, Georgia. Here he is now. When I was a teenager, one night a preacher said to us, If you've never told your father you love him, you're a wimp. Well, I didn't want to be called a wimp by anyone accurately, and so I made a plan that night that I would, for the first time in my memory, tell my father that I loved him. My daddy loved me, and I knew it, and I loved him. I just couldn't remember a time that I'd ever actually told him that. My daddy came home from the Korean War and got busy building up another nation, and it seemed that men from his generation didn't really hug and dote on their children a lot, but the backbone of their love was there, and we knew it. But that night, I wanted to tell my daddy because I wanted no one to call me a wimp, and so I went in, and the door was already closed, but the lights were on, so I walked right into my parents' bedroom, and I said, Daddy, I love you. He didn't say a thing in return, but I went to my bed that night really happy. I had climbed a mountain that day. I had overcome a challenge. In the days to come, my daddy did tell me that he loved me. In fact, he did it a lot, and I told him right back, I love you, daddy, and we had so many good times together until my daddy went home to be with Jesus about three years ago. I'm so thankful for a father in my life, always behind me. Whether he was present with me in the moment or not, I knew that I was my father's child. Do you know that God would gladly be your father? Let's talk about this. In John chapter 1, in verse number 12, there's a very powerful verse I want to read for you. You could join me as I begin in verse 11. John 1, verse 11 and 12. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him... To them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And so the Bible makes it very clear that those who do receive Jesus Christ, those who do believe in him, they not only receive eternal life, they have forgiveness of sins and salvation, but they have one thing more, the fathership of God. God will be the Father to everyone who receives Jesus, the Son, as their Savior. Does this include you? You see, it's a package deal. There's no such thing as a person being saved, and yet still they are an orphan to God. There's no merit that needs to place you into being the child of God. No, no, this all happens by faith, all by God's idea. It's all in the package deal of our salvation. It's just that we don't talk about it as much as we should. God is the Father to every saved person. There's no way to talk Him into being your Father. No need to make a list of things that if you could just spiritually accomplish those things, then you would earn the place as a child of God no, no, no such thing in the scripture. He is the Father. It's the promise to all who believe in Christ. Now, is there any way to be cast out? Could a person be a child of God today and not be his child a year from now or a day from now? Or by the end of life, is there some action that would cause God to cast out one of his children? 
The short answer, no. No way, not when we focus on the Bible. Now, we could become emotionally charged up. None of us really likes the idea of a reprobate child. But to say that God has a way to cast a child out of his family is to not say what the Bible does. Romans chapter 8, verse 39 says, There is nothing on the list that would ever separate us from the love of God that's in Jesus Christ. But sometimes God's love needs to be very tough. John chapter 10 and verse 28 has a powerful verse. He says, And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. So once a person has believed in Jesus Christ, there is no sin that would cause God to cast them out. That person is held by Jesus Christ, but is also held by God the Father. No sin could ever break that hold that God has on the child. Now some people have believed that they're holding on to God in order to stay saved and to keep what they've been given by God. But that's not true. If that were true, where is grace? And where is what the Bible says? We are kept not by our own goodness, not by deserving to be kept, but we're kept by the grace of God and by the power of God and the truth of His Word. Well, what does happen when a child of God disobeys God? Well, here's the truth. We all have disobeyed. In fact, you've disobeyed Him today, and so have I. In all likelihood, you and I both have piled up quite an array of our own sins still being the children of God. So, we're not talking about some hypothetical situation here. No, we're talking about the reality of being a child. Children naturally, normally disobey at some point along the line. But when we disobey God, still we have His promise in the Bible that He would never ever cast us out. What about when we do disobey? Does God just sit idle in the heavens while His children sin? No, God's not idle. The Lord never slumbers or sleeps. He's always on watch, but God is not flippant. God is not emotional in the way that if we sin enough, He would become so angry with us that we would no longer be His children. No, no, God is not in a panic at all. He's in heaven. He is the king. But He doesn't leave the throne and pull out His hair and run circles around in heaven in sheer panic when His children disobey. He's very much like my own father. If I disobeyed my daddy, I could expect there would be some consequence for it. And so is the truth about God. Hebrews in chapter 12 is where we'll go. Hebrews chapter 12. This is the famous passage of scripture about how God disciplines his children. He says in verse 5 and 6, And ye have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children, my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth, and scourgeth every son 
whom he receiveth. And so the Lord is a busy father. The Lord doesn't overlook the sins of his children. It's just that those sins would never ever send his children to hell. Those sins would never have the forgiveness of God taken off the table. Those sins, if need be, bring on us rebuke from God the Father. He has many ways of disciplining his children. The Bible uses this word chastening. It uses the word rebuke and even uses the very strong word scourges in this passage of Scripture about how God deals with his children. But make sure to see this as we focus on the Bible. Every son of the Lord receives this kind of discipline from God. What does this mean? Why does God spank all his children? Because, friend, the truth of it all is that every child of God does, in fact, still sin. Now, some have believed something called, commonly, lordship salvation. That's the idea that if you're really saved, you've brought every area of your life into the complete obedience to the Lord, sort of as the master of your life. Friend, that is wishful thinking. Don't we wish that were true, that all of us were completely obedient to the Lord? And yet, what does the Bible say when we take the Word of God and not our own self-made theologies? Here are the children of God, and they all are receiving spankings from God, and they all disobey this dealing with, because God is good as a father. His children never get away with sin. They are scourged, chastened, disciplined, rebuked whenever they need it. And God will always do the right thing towards his children. Thank God that our discipline would never be hell. You see, the ultimate penalty that we owe God for our sin is death. But that death penalty, that punishment fell on Jesus Christ. God will never hold us accountable towards hell because of sin that we do as his children. The sin that we do as his children may come under discipline because God wants his children to be good, sound, obedient children who are living lives that are fruitful for him. So if a discipline could make a child more fruitful for the Lord, more successful in the walk of the Christian life, count on God the good father to deal that discipline to a child. Thank God it would never be hell. What does it mean for you? It means this, friend. If you've never been saved, then Jesus is not your savior and God is not your father. But all that could change. You see, it's not pie in the sky, it's just the truth of Scripture that God would so gladly be in that kind of relationship with you, that He's your Savior and God is your Father, all together in a great package deal that would have you and God walking together in these days of life that are sometimes really hard on planet Earth. If you have believed in Christ to save you into eternal life, then no, friend, today you have this promise, God is your Father. Are you living like it? Now, I suspect that if you've been to any good church or a good Bible study, that you probably already knew that God was your Father. But, friend, does it matter to you that God's your Father in the quiet moments of your own life? 
in these busy days that you're living, even in these troubling times that we live in now with a pandemic on the loose, are you acting as one who is confident and secure that God is your Father? The same one who sits at the control panel of the universe, the same one who keeps the earth spinning in its orbit, keeps the planets in their places in the sky and knows the stars by name. Does it occur to you on a moment-by-moment basis that that God is your Father and He's a good one? Here's what you could count on God for. God as a good Father will provide for you. Now, He would never, as a good Father, give you everything that you want or ask for, but He would give you everything that you need. So go ahead and pray. Ask God for it. Trust the goodness of a father that if you ask him for bread, he wouldn't give a stone. But if you don't need the thing that you ask him for, you can count on God in his greater judgment to not give that thing. But bank on today the provision of God in your life. God will also protect you as your father. There is no bully. There is no disease. There is no enemy that could overtake you unknown by God your Father. He knows it all in advance. He's hedged you around in the front and behind and on every side walks God your Father. Is it at time that we paid attention to Him? You can rest assured that God as your Father will teach you the right path that you should walk on and that if you diverge from that path you can trust that God as a good disciplinarian will do what's necessary to cause you to walk again on that path and friend you can know for certain that God is your father will never ever lose you or cast you out he's much too great of a father to lose one of his children bought by grace securely held in the arms of God the father amen thank you for joining us for focus on the bible it is our joy and pleasure to bring you this broadcast we're so thankful for our family of supporters If you would like to send a tax-deductible gift, you can mail that to Focus Ministries, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. If you would like more information or to make an online donation, you can do that at www.freddycoyle.org. Until next time, whether it's here, there, or in the air.